What's going on? I want to welcome everybody to another episode of the Connors Corner Podcast. Uh, today, we're obviously going to be talking about some of the things that went on at the Capitol in Washington, D.C. But among that, we're also going to talk about the NCAA Championship coming up. Uh, we got Alabama versus Ohio State. That's a big game. We don't want to overshadow some of the positives going on in the world because we had a bunch of lunatics that wanted to take over the Capitol on some straight, yeah, the red coats are coming type shit, whatever that was. Uh, also, NBA, you know, is actually uh, taking a stand. Players uh, actually protested the days after uh, what went on in D.C. So, you know, the NBA always out front as far as taking political stands in the uh, sports world. Um, also going to talk about this UGK and 8 ball versus that's supposed to be coming up. I know that is one that uh, a lot of people may have been looking forward to hearing it you know come up from that mid 90s early 2000s rap era uh that's gonna be one for the ages if you ask me uh we're gonna talk about some other topics uh all pertaining to what went on in dc and some different perspectives and some insights of what we saw what we didn't see what we heard what we didn't hear and uh just kind of break that down in a couple of pieces man and, and wrap it on up and get out of here we're also going to play some clips because you know although i got some takes i think it's important for me to share and to document some of the takes that i really thought were strong or um, ones that i you know think resonate with me as far as describing what happened you know during this whole insurrection type deal but the shit was crazy though i mean it was crazy and i ain't gonna lie i enjoy every minute of it um, I had my popcorn on Wednesday. I was tuned in early. Luckily, my mom uh, stays on the news, so she hit me to what was going on early in the day, and uh, I had a front row seat. <laughs> and uh, it was it was it was interesting. It basically was like uh, a history book, pictures coming to life. So uh, yeah, man, we're gonna dive all into that, and it'll be a great time. Uh, quick show. Got some nice clips for you today, and uh, we're going to put a bow tie on it. All right? Stay tuned. But that seems hardly believable. In the days and weeks before the insurrection, the warning signs were clear. Violent and threatening online posts and online call to arms. Operation Occupy the Capitol, one viral post called it. Go to Washington January 6th and help storm the Capitol. We will storm the government buildings, kill cops, kill security guards, kill federal employees and agents, and demand a recount. Trump or war? Today, that simple, another user posted. The writing was on the wall months ago, and this could turn into something extremely violent. Researchers who track hate, violent speech, and extremist groups say what happened at the Capitol shows what some dismiss as just online boasting was actually a plan of action. And some of those who seized the Capitol were prepared. There were men on the Senate floor wearing tactical equipment, carrying zip-tie restraints of the kinds that police use to handcuff people. I somehow doubt that they just brought those to a protest. Okay, so let's start there. Alright. And for this one, we're going like drink champs. Alright, because it's Sunday and the playoffs on and I'm doing this and I still need to, you know what I'm saying, have my libation. But when we're talking about this situation right here, on Wednesday it was one thing to see it from a distance. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching, you know, these people, they marching on the Capitol. 
you know, they all got their Trump flags, they got Confederate flags, they got all kind of flags, fuck Biden flags, I saw all kind of flags, American flags, all kind of, mostly American flags, to be honest with you, um, and it was, it was, it was weird, you know what I'm saying, I'm watching it from a distance on the news, oh yeah, it's cool, I got my popcorn, I'm watching it, it's funny or whatever, but it wasn't until like Thursday and Friday when you start hearing the words that they were, they were saying, when you start seeing the facial expressions that was on their face, you know what I'm saying, this our motherfucking house, they in there heaving and hoeing, trying to push a door, trying to push through a door. The dude with the Viking, with the Viking bones or whatever, Viking hat on. The cat that put his feet up in Nancy Pelosi's desk. I mean, this shit is hilarious. But it was a whole different story when you actually get to associate the faces in the night. See, the big crowd is one thing. That mob effect is real, man. A lot of those people were so similar and it was levels to them because i saw some people that stayed in the lawn i saw some people that would go to the steps no go no further you had some that was willing to climb the wall you had some you know what i'm saying it was levels to them but they was all related to a degree the shit was hilarious man i mean they climbing up shit breaking shit hurting people a, a capital police officer lost his life a supporter got killed that's a lot going on to be supporting your politics but for us and for me the beauty in it was like to really see the history books come to life you know what i'm saying i watch a lot of history channels a lot of old stuff and i'm fascinated with like the idea of the the psychology behind people when they were doing certain things and had this this burning desire to be a certain way or to you know want to leave england or do all the other different things people have done in time it's been rebellious but to actually see it with your own two eyes is something different see the rage in people's face the hate in their heart that shit was wild it was entertaining as hell though i ain't gonna lie that's that's like better than any movie you're gonna watch you know what I'm saying? Make a movie about that. Y'all so quick in Hollywood to make a movie about a re- recounting a slave story. Show me this kind of story. You know what I'm saying? The police lack of a response lets you know that it is a sergeant that's saying, hold, stand down, stand down, stand down. All right, if they attacked you, whatever, retreat. I saw police running. I ain't never seen police running in my life. So, yeah, that shit was wild, man. But I ain't gonna lie, to a degree, I mean, we know it's one unit, all right? So how you gonna go from being a Trump supporter with a flag to on the front line in front of the Capitol Police getting through a barricade? You know it's somebody like, oh, man, hell, that's my cousin Joe, man. Get your ass out the way and let me get past this barricade. You owe me fucking $200. So the boom, one breach, they in. Another breach. Hey, if y'all go over those stairs over there, I guarantee you can get up and get in. Here, take my uh shield. Crack the window. There's some windows over there y'all can get to. How the hell they get shields? It was multiple shields in their hand. I mean, we already know. I mean, it's one big unit. You know what I'm saying? But even in the government building, how they gonna know which office is what? How Pelosi's office? You know what I'm saying? They went to it because it was open. Somebody left the door open. 
It's all an inside job. I think even the government, you know what I'm saying? It was politicians involved in this shit. So you got the man out on the street corner with no teeth in his mouth, ready to, ready to, in tactical gear, ready to kill somebody, shoot somebody. You got from him all the way up to a politician, all in the same circle. That's how they pulled that shit off. And it's just history in the making. I enjoy watching the hell. At least I ain't a part of it. At least my people ain't suffering from it. But it's, an, it's, it's a part of history. All this shit a part of history. Let's see if the tide turn from all this, though. Or we gonna still keep, you know, looking at each other, acting the same way. We gonna sweep this under the rug once the playoffs and the Super Bowl and All-Star Weekend and Valentine's Day and all this other shit come around. It's gonna get us back distracted instead of, like, how we treat one another. Are we loving one another? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But shouts out to him, man. I admire it. It, it, It's something about watching somebody go for what they know, go up, stand up for what they believe. And to a degree, you kind of got to admire the insurrectionists because, like, people talk about shit all the time, but these motherfuckers did it. They went out there and did it. They didn't care. They was ready to die. They had tactical gear on. They had fucking Molotov cocktails. They had, I mean, people did die. So, I mean, people talk about shit, but these people right here was actually about it. So, say what you want about them, and I'm talking bad about them, but I'm laughing at them. But I see see a, a silver lining behind their behavior as far as, like, it was inspiring to me. I was just like, damn, can you imagine if black people just decided, you know what I'm saying, and just went for it? Take a lot of courage, man. Some courageous folks, man. They stupid as hell, but they was courageous. Courageous fools. So, yeah, I'm going to play one more clip from uh, the brother Van Jones that I thought was really good as well. And uh, I think I'm going to leave it right there and park it right there until the next episode of, you know, as the world turns with Trump on his way out the door and the impeachment and all this other stuff going on. As that continues to unfold before us, I will keep my popcorn in front of me. And uh, we will tap into it as as far as that goes. But I think from as far as Wednesday to Sunday goes, I think in a nutshell, that's what I saw. That's what I see. And um, it's to be continued. Van Jones coming up. Every young person I've spoken to, uh, especially young people of color, got the message loud and clear uh, that they can and worse for, for jaywalking for just being an african-american in a store and yet you can have a, a band of white uh, traders go and tear up the capitol building and walk out and were escorted out they basically were escorted in and escorted out uh none of those people should be uh, they should all be in jail right now if i right now or anybody that i know were to go and just literally push their way past the capitol guard today or a week ago, they would be in jail. And so the fact that all those people, uh, now you got to try to figure out who they are. You had them. <laughs> they were all in one place. Um, you, usually you're, you're going to see city buses lined up from here to, to for three miles to be, you got to see plastic handcuffs of, of protesters, quote unquote protesters, doing anything and they get thrown to the ground um, or sometimes peacefully arrested, but they all, nobody leaves on foot. Everybody leaves with their little hands in plastic handcuffs in the back of big city buses heading off to jail. That's the price of a protest. If you're black, if you're a progressive, the price of protesting, oh, I, mean, I don't mean a riot. I just mean a you know, civil disobedience.
disobedience of just sitting down on the steps and they tell you to get up and you don't get up. The price of that is you go to jail for it. Everybody knows that in D.C. And so to watch a completely lawless uh, a band of traitors and insurrectionists go and tear up the Capitol, uh, bring guns to the Capitol, put their feet up on people's stuff, take pictures of the emails, walk out possibly with all kinds. We don't know what they walked out with. We don't know if they took sensitive documents. We have no idea. They were walking past cops. Nobody knew they had guns in their pockets, if they had sensitive information, and, and, and now those people are eating a, a pancake someplace. It is an unbelievable statement about race in this country. It's an unbelievable statement about what it means when you have strongman tactics from a would-be uh, uh, authoritarian who has now whipped up his own private uh, street mob that can do what it wants to with impunity. This is banana republic stuff, and it's very dangerous. But you said that you just sent the best message you could ever send, or the worst, to a whole generation, black, white, brown, and otherwise, that there is a double standard like you would not believe. All tens of thousands of people went to jail protesting around George Floyd, who did all of them did way worse than the worst uh, that you saw in the sea of power, and. 13 of those people went to jail last night. Tens of thousands of people went to jail for George Floyd. Uh, that's all. That's, you, you, just, you just taught a generation about the need for real reform in this country. And that's that on that. Now, in the rest of the world, there's rumors about uh, uh, a ball and MJG versus UGK versus alright um, shouts out to the E40 and the uh, Too Short versus shout out to the Gucci man and Jeezy versus uh, what other versus shout out to the original for the to the Teddy Riley and the Babyface gotta shout out the original um, and all the other verses in between but it'd be something so special about this 8-Ball and MJG and UGK verse I mean, I was introduced to UGK, for those of y'all who don't know, the Underground Kings, Chad Butler, better known as Pimp C, and Bun B out of Port Arthur, Texas. I was introduced to them in like, I don't know, man, sixth, seventh grade out here in Atlanta as a kid. And uh, it was a dude named Mike from the neighborhood. He had gold teeth and he had a, a, a car that had some knock in it. And for some reason, we used to look up to him. I think he could play basketball, too. But, man, he was playing songs from uh, the CD, Pocket Full of Stones, I think it was, man. But just the way the music sounded was so much different than anything I had ever heard that, like, I was just hooked to Underground Kings. And so, like, I've been a fan of them, like, lifelong fan, like Snoop, all these guys. I've known these. i been listening to these cats since I've been, like, a child, basically. So... And A-Ball and MJG, I was in the South and didn't get hip to A-Ball and MJG till I moved to Gary, Indiana, and everybody in Gary was on A-Ball and MJG. And uh, I didn't get hip to them to then, but from coming out hard all through my college years, A-Ball and MJG dropped nothing but classics. Those a, uh, MJG and A-Ball are two of the best lyricists that do not get credit for their craft at all. So... You know, the fact that everybody major and got all these major platforms, I think it'll be, you know, much respect due to have them on that platform. I want to see them do numbers like major numbers. You know what I'm saying? So 
Make sure your youngies and all them, man, all the OGs. Make sure y'all got y'all young people tune in to. Make sure y'all have them tune in. If it actually go down, I don't know nothing about that date or nothing like that. But shouts out to all them cats, man, the OGs of hip hop, southern hip hop rap. You know what I'm saying? They real pioneers, man. We can't overlook them. See, that's Black history, man. We gotta, we gotta recognize Black history ain't just the same four or five people. We talk about Oprah, Thurgood Marshall, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Yeah, we know them. Everybody know them, man. Find somebody new for Black History Month, man. That's the new shit, man. Find somebody new for Black History Month to learn about and share that person with some with, with other people who you don't think they might know about. You know what I'm saying? Let's educate ourselves. Black history is so vast and so deep. Why are we going to spend time on the surface talking about the same people all the time? That's just some fluff fake bullshit, man. Let's not be so good at that, people. Let's be better at Let's be better at some real shit. You know what I'm saying? Let's dig for information to find out who we are. We might uncover a gem. Follow Henry Louis Gates. You know what I'm saying? Finding your roots. Real shit, man. And I know I'm cussing a lot this episode, but I'm on one because this insurrection just got me feeling bold and brave too now. So whatever. All right, last but not least, my favorite topic of them all, sports. We got the NCAA championship coming up on Monday night. Ohio State Buckeyes, Ohio State I ain't gonna even say it. Ohio State Buckeyes versus the Alabama Crimson Tide. National Championship game. No fans, few fans, little fans, whoever. All right, who you got? All right. Now the Big Ten part of me is is rooting or pulling for Ohio State. Even though they gave them that Big Ten championship appearance on some bullshit, but. I feel like Alabama gonna roll. Alabama got receivers for days. They got the whole nine. They got defense. They got everything. But I think Ohio State sometimes, man, you know, they ain't played as many games. Their body might be fresher. They may be motivated. It's a one-time situation. If you go down the rosters, it might be pound for pound. They might have five-star for five-star. Four-star for four-star. I don't know. Shouts out to a kid our coach running uh, with Alabama. Christian Swan. Alright. Already got one ring with him. Hope he get another one. That'll be live. But the Big Ten part of me is, is kind of pulling for Ohio State. Um, it'll make us look like, you know, we only lost to a national championship team by seven points. My Indiana Hoosiers, that is. So that would be cool. But all in all, I think it'll be a decent game. Um, stay at home and watch it, y'all. Don't go out. It's, 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 it's tempting. It's tempting as hell to want to get out, go somewhere, go watch the game. And sometimes, man, you just got to sit your ass home. I saw the, the the daily catch rate or whatever they call that shit here in Georgia. And y'all know my, my feelings about it. But it was 16 point something percent daily rate. I remember in New York, they was flipping out when it was nine. I said 16. I'm like, damn, I barely even want to go to the store again. But, you know, I'm doing the precautions or whatever. So, um... Yeah. Also, the NBA, man. Shouts out to the NBA for always standing up and stepping up when it's time to. You know, as soon as the riots went down in Washington, the insurrection, I should call it, 
Uh, the NBA just stood up out the gate. I can't think of the two teams. It don't even matter. But they came out. Uh, both took 24-second violations, took a knee for justice. Uh, you know, LeBron had both teams gather at center court in their game. So, uh, shouts out to the NBA, man. Get Black Lives Matter back on the court. Let's hold, let's let, let's take advantage of this, you know, this bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Let's 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 show that we should be able to do our thing too without uh, being brutally attacked. You know what I'm saying? We gotta uproot this system, man. Somebody's grandkids gotta see something different than the same shit we seeing. I should not be seeing the same thing my grandma saw, my grandparents saw, my great grandparents saw. Let's try to change the narrative. Let's try to change uh, the, the legacy of. The history of this country. I mean, we here, we a part of it. We're just gonna sit back and just take the shit in of the stick forever. You know what I'm saying? That ain't that ain't what's up. But yeah, man. Black trauma, you know, that's just what we know, man. Slavery, police brutality, indifference in society, inequality, broken families, no history. We don't get credit for our, our for our contributions. That is, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? But we got to find a way to try to change a legacy for not us, for the people behind us. Learn something from these insurrectionists. We got to have some, we got to have some fearlessness in this shit. Now, we ain't got to be lawless, but you do got to be fearless about some about something. You know what I'm saying? If you leaving a legacy for your people. All right. I want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Connor's Corner Podcast. I want to remind you to make sure that you're working out, being healthy, eating healthy. Make sure you got some color on your plate. Make sure you're sweating a couple times a week. All right, 30 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day. Do whatever you can do. All right, take care of yourself. All right, uh, today's quote of the day. All right, I prefer to be true to myself, even at the hazard of incurring ridicule of others, rather than to be false and to incur my own abhorrence. All right, and abhorrence means disgust, and that comes from Frederick Douglass. All right, Black History Month is upon us. All right, I'm starting early. Um, shout out to my homeboy Russell Drake. He's been doing like 365 days of Black History Month supporting the black business. Shouts out for that. We salute you, my brother. Alright, and to all my listeners, alright, keep listening. Um, appreciate y'all voting. We turned Georgia blue. Alright, we got the Senate, we got the House, alright, we got the presidency. Alright, now let's make moves in 2021. We calling this the Tim Duncan year, man. All Tim Duncan. We doing big things, all Tim Duncan. And I'm out.